Guys, this is it. Only a couple of days until our last-minute live episode in Melbourne this Saturday, September the 5th at 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Carl, what are we doing? Why are we doing this show? Let's do one because they're fun and because we've got a T-shirt to launch. We've got a brand new T-shirt. <laughs> Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Just the one for sale. Yeah, get and in. it's $400. Get in early. <laughs> you don't want to be sort of second in. 7XL, yes. so get on it. <laughs> yeah, so um, a bunch of you can actually buy it together and share it. Yeah. A few, yeah. Ki- a few kids can buy it and pretend to be one adult in there. Yeah, you make your own Spiegel tent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we've got these new T-shirts. They are pretty simple. They say, I am aware of the Little Dum Dum Club. It conveys all of your feelings. Mm, they look great. A lot of interest in it already. So this is the T-shirt launch. Has there ever been a T-shirt launch gig before? I don't think so. We could be the first. Uh, it's Combined also with a podcast, I don't think they've yeah, ever done that. It's also just an excuse for us to do our regular uh, mucking around. We've already got a couple of great guests locked in. It's going to be heaps of fun. Tickets on sale now, littledumdumclub.com. If we're implying that you are listening to this straight away, so yeah, if you are, get onto get it. On if you, if, you, if it. you're listening to this in 2017, you really fucked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can come down, but I reckon most of the shirts will be gone. Mm, well, <laughs> very wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, we've also got Adelaide and Perth. Perth is October the 18th. Uh, Adelaide is November the 17th. Tickets for all this stuff at our website now, littledumdumclub.com. Enjoy today's episode episode and we'll see you out there. See you mates. Hey mates, welcome once again into the little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. Hey, what do you reckon about this? I went into the shops the other day to get some peppermint tea. I put the peppermint tea on the counter. The lady rings it up, it comes up as uh, $9 and then she hits a button and it goes down to 6 and I go, oh, what's going on here? Is it on, on special or something? And she goes, no, nah, I just, uh, just was listening to your podcast this morning. Bit of a fan. Yes. Give you a bit of a discount. Yes. How's that? I'm getting three bucks off my peppermint tea. How do you like that? Hang on. What's the? Is there, is there a is there a podcast discount button <laughs> on cash registers these days? I should have days? went over to get a little look at the a bit of a friend, look at the fr- button. friend of the show button there. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was so needless to say. This is a super, this is the closest supermarket to me. Yep. Well, it's just a little mini mart. Yep. Needless to say, I've been past several times in the need of items. Had a look in. She's not in there. I'm not going in. No. I'm never paying full price for anything in Tell there Tell me. Let's mm. make up a network of people that work in shops that listen to the show that are willing to give just me and you a discount. See, this is what I was getting at. I want to know, what's, what do you think is the strangest service that someone works in that we could get a discount through this show? You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea that you go in and get your car serviced and the guy's like, don't worry about it, mate. Friend of the show. Well, we're officially the only, the only thing that we've ever got. We've put out a plea for free things in the past and what yeah. we got was a memory, memory, memory pillow. Memory pillows, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty obscure. Yeah. But, yeah, let us know. Let us know if Which you work I somewhere. Still, I still think was not an official, like, permission-granted idea. I think someone worked in a Captain Snooze and just flogged a pillow and put it in the post. And yeah, or us. they've come out of their paycheck. Yeah. Like that kid in Brisbane who was like, I'll get you free Maccas. And yeah. then he was like, just take it out of my pay to his manager. Yeah. We're like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, m- p- pillows is pretty weird. If you if you work in Melbourne and you work in a shop and you can, you know, if you can knock a bit off the top for old yeah. Tommy and Chando, we'll come or- in. If, if you're in Sydney or, or Perth or Adelaide, somewhere that we're going to soon, yeah. and we can just do a, a really good scab tour of your city oh, and go please. around and get as many 
15% off Manchester as we See, that's can. it. It doesn't even have to be free. Just even the most 2% off. Yeah. Because this Mini Mart, to begin with, it's one of those kind of – it's a bit of a boutique kind of thing. Let's make a dum-dum shopper docket. That's okay. what we want. But this place, like the where I got the tea, everything's a bit more expensive in there anyway. So realistically all I've done is just – that discount has just knocked it down to kind of like a normal price and it costs. Right, right. So I, I like – but I'm still I'm still loving it. Like I'm, I'm not even getting a great discount. Also, I'm just – the, the elephant in the room. What are you buying peppermint tea for, by the way? Because I like peppermint tea. Mm. Is that a good enough reason? Uh, phew, nearly. What do you drink? You don't drink coffee. You don't drink no, tea. Anyway, no. Who gives a shit? Let's bring in our guests. <laughs> I imagine uh, two men who may have uh, tails now that they're on the telly of uh, of some sweet kickbacks. Oh out yes. Of the world. You know the world. The world of the ABC is nothing but. <laughs> But financial kickback. Just freebies on the taxpayer dollar. You know them from the new series Rickett's Lane. Please welcome Sammy J and Randy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so great Little to be dum-dum. here. That was some of the most high-class five minutes of begging I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a you, slippery slope. Just, Once you start, you're yeah. going to have to start mentioning. It's going to be one of those podcasts with 25 minutes of ads mm. at the start. Oh, you know, the digital hat the down on the pillow. ground and just tap dancing in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We want to be the up. human statues of podcasts. Oh, very <laughs> good. Doing nothing but getting money out of it. <laughs> we, we had the opposite of freebies at ABC. When we were writing our, uh, our show that mm. you just referred to, um, mm. uh, I had my favourite Phantom mug. Now, not Phantom of the Opera, you know, no. not, not Phantom Zombies, Phantom the Ghost Who Walks Purple Man. Yes. Oh, yes. I had my favourite. I've had it since I was 10 years old. Used it every day to have my little instant coffee. When we it was timed for us to depart the ABC, someone had nicked it. Some, oh. Someone oh. at the ABC. And it was literally three months. I sent just a couple of gentle emails around. Yep. And then it became a bit more of a quest of mine. Like, just, uh, And then Randy was going in there to do something. And I got you the, to go uh, to the kitchen and I check went it to the out kitchen. for me. I, did, I did, went to all the kitchens on all the levels, <laughs> yeah. undercover. Yeah. And nev- it's never returned. It's never, so I actually lost up. out. After the, the ABC, the cup who walks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the cup that cannot die. So you're the one person that likes the Phantom. Yeah, that was me. You're the one person that's, that's kept it afloat. I, I literally, yeah, massively. What are you a fan of? The Phantom comic strip in the paper, well, or the comic book, uh, or the movie with Billy, Billy Zane? Zane? Yeah, <laughs> don't get me. St- I went to the premiere. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. We went to where it was shot. Where were we? Was it? Is it in Brisbane? Oh, Brisbane Town Hall. One scene in the movie was filmed. We did a we did a gig at the Brisbane Town Hall, and Sammy walked in. It was like he was at Graceland. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> this is where Billy Zane stood and this is where it was awesome. Well, Randy, your skin tone is quite similar to the outfit of the Phantom. Yeah. Well, we only re- we literally, literally <laughs> realised this after we shot the series because there's Sammy reads Phantom comics in the series. There's a bunch of Phantom references. We managed to get permission to use Phantom in the series. From Lee Fork? Yeah. Well, no, no, well, he, he, from his corpse. Yeah, thanks a lot for reminding me, Carl. Sad day, 1999. Oh, the um, cup's gone, Lee Fork's gone. No, but they because I actually I sent King Features like the photo of me visiting their office when I was 15 years old to prove I was a legitimate fan and we weren't taking the piss oh, and they wow. let us use it yeah because yeah. they must get that a lot <laughs> <laughs> hey can i use your uh your license thing in a in a thing now just to be clear i am taking the piss <laughs> imagine liking the phantom <laughs> but yeah we only realized like literally a few months ago it after was, 10 years of we working walked together. off the set and it was like a few days later and yeah. you, i think you called me and said do you realize that you're purple and phantom's purple because <laughs> someone said to me oh that's funny because they thought the reference was specifically because sammy and randy live together so it let it'd be funny to put the phantom in sammy's bedroom yeah. i was like no, that's just what I grew up. Hang on a Wait second. A I grew yeah. up liking a purple man. <laughs> yeah. What is it about the fact? Have you ever read any other comic books at no, all? Like it was literally, it was like to, uh, in, in not in my defence or vice or the opposite of that. I just, so you I, are I, on I, trial I, here. Yeah. I don't read. I don't read the Phantom much these days. It, it, it's much, very much uh, you know a 
sort of a youthful thing that a I grew nostalgic up. Nostalgic. Nostalgic little obsession. I've still got my Phantom Figures and stuff at home. He was bigger it, show bag. Was well, it, it was, was it That's showbag? where it started. Yeah. I got, I got, oh. I got a, a through comics um, comic book in, in my Melbourne show. It, the, the, the story was called The Mob. Um, I can just hear the sound of your listeners switching off. Right? <laughs> no, no, anyway, no, long no. story short, I read I it. it. And I it was just awesome. What I liked was this, it was With like, our listeners, if you're talking about this, that's that's their wheelhouse. We were talking about like <laughs> real relationships with a woman. That would be, yeah, that right. would be what would lose right. them. Stick around, guys. We're going to have a dissection of snake tails after this. <laughs> I, I think that it was the legitimate nostalgia because most of the great stories were written and illustrated in the 30s and 40s. So it was just instantly you're just in this other little world. And yeah. then all, my, all the cool kids at school were reading Marvel comics, which were clearly better written, better illustrated, more violent. So and? And better paper stock. Yeah, much. Remember? Oh, the oh, Phantom the was Phantom like on. Was that yeah, it was orangey. on butcher paper. It still is. Yeah. You buy it still. You can still. You know, get your, your fingers are all just black from. Red. The worst paper. You wouldn't yeah. even wrap chips in it. Just no. un- unbelievable. Yeah. So um, it, it, look, and but I, I swiftly learned that I'd backed the wrong horse at school because no one else got into it. My one friend, Paul Cumming, dear friend, I, I got him hooked on the Phantom, and together we sort of fought the good fight for some time. What Big shout it? out to Paul Cumming. Paul Cumming, Clang. great name. What uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what did what were the Phantom's powers? Did he even have powers? What did he no, do? No, that's the thing. No, not only that, he did. He never killed anyone no. except in 1945 oh. when the Phantom went to wall and might have killed a. Um, quote Jap in the oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's Hang on, hang on. Is, that, is that the issue that you time, got in the show bag that got you? A little bit of a little bit of US propaganda at the time. Oh, and it's still we're back still back. in the Phantom verse, we still don't like to refer to the Phantom goes to war issue. <laughs> <laughs> Very contentious. Apart from that, his one superpower, it wasn't a superpower at all, but he wore obviously he wears a skull ring. I say obviously like everyone knows that. He wears a skull ring and when he hits the baddie, the skull mark inexplicably remains on their jaw for the rest of their life, which I think sort of doesn't really help the criminal sort of idea of mercy and redemption because someone just does one bad thing and they've got a skull mark on so their he's, face. He's basically life. like Batman without the money. Yeah. He doesn't have any powers. He's just <laughs> yeah. a vigilante, but he also doesn't have like a cool car or a... Yeah. And no, and he's he, got a wolf, hasn't he? He's he got a wolf. He, yeah, he's got a wolf, but he doesn't live in the city either. He lives in the jungle with a bunch of natives who serve him. We don't talk yeah, about yeah. that a lot. <laughs> we don't talk about that a lot in the Phantom Verse. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so the photo of you that you sent them to get the permission, are you blacked up in this photo? <laughs> hey, this guy's on our level. <laughs> Is it, was it you photoshopped into Hiroshima? Is that <laughs> so, so, uh, so the Phantom of Batman is it sort of like a VHS beta thing where just the right marketing got in at the right time because it's like the, it's a, one took off and yeah, one it's, didn't. It's whichever one mm. porno chooses is the one that right. sticks around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember the my initial idea of the uh, first glimpse of the Phantom. I think was because I, I think it was very much a comic book that your dad or your granddad yeah, would be. Oh, you into comic books? You read the Phantom? No, I don't. No, I'm not getting into that stuff. But I remember we used to go down every summer to lawn to vacation down by the beach and just my first my first glimpse of the fandom was a parody t-shirt going into a shop and <laughs> and seeing and seeing a, a comic book t-shirt that says Fuck! It's the Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> but with like P H U C K. Oh great! Oh, so it's not quite. So you could wear it at school because it's not real swearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And me going, this oh, teach. this looks good. And Dad like, nah, nah, that's not good. That's <laughs> awesome. I was used to see the. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of the. You know, in the back of the TV guide lift outs, how there'd always be the um, ads for those commemorative plates that you could buy. Yeah. yeah. I remember they always they always had a Phantom one for some reason. Phantom is a very yeah. platey kind. Very of like because the, yeah. the what's new shop. That was my heartland in Frankston. They would have the Elvis section. Oh, they yes. would have the Beatles section and they would have the Phantom section. Again, inexplicably, just, I think not a lot of Phantom fans, but they've got deep pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, the right, they're the right demo as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Who's the, those, those ads for those collector's plates that were like $500? 
Who's collecting plates? Uh, Sammy J in year nine. Really? Uh, yeah. I had, really? A plate, had a mug, had the box of shorts, had all the figures. Oh, so all phantom stuff. All phantom. All right. Just phantom, yeah. So you just had a what's new? You didn't have a Granny Mays? Oh, no, oh. Granny Mays. Went to the city for Granny Mays, oh, boys. Yeah. Caught the old... Down to the big smoke. <laughs> yeah. And oh, was fa- that a famous trip? faces in Burke Street Mall. That was, a, again, that was Marilyn uh, yep. Monroe, Elvis and the phantom. Oh, yep. right. Yep. Minotaur? Minotaur. Yep. I, used to, I felt, I, I, it was like, because they would have that a sweet... Phantom collection, all the Swedish phantoms as well. There was big in, in the Swedish phantoms. Swe- yeah, fin- the, the, the Scandinavian phantom that they, they like it almost <laughs> as much as Australia. That's these two markets. But um, I'm just I, sorry. I'm just picturing the like an ABBA version of the phantom with just four <laughs> identical people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, picturing now, thinking of people who a minute into this were like, "No, nah, I'm not into this phantom talk. I'll just fast forward." Through. <laughs> Surely, ten minutes in, they'll be done. <laughs> and now we're talking oh, yeah. about the Swedish hey, phantom. Hang on, hang oh, on. fuck! These, these guys have got a TV show to promote. They yeah. can't be still talking about Let's the phantom. Like something from seventy yeah. years ago. <laughs> for those who came in late, we're talking about the phantom, and that was an in joke for anyone who reads the phantom because mm. oh. every comic starts with "for those who came in late" and then. Talks about here. Oh, that's right. Because it was when it's just a strip. See like how a quickly s- he pulled it back to the yeah, phantom. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, almost I'm not going off topic we here, Randy. <laughs> okay, I, I, I choose to abort the phantom conversation I, I as of now. One more. I'll give you one more bit. One more bit, which is I understand the comic book of the phantom, right? I understand that how that, mm-hmm. that's got a, a following and all that stuff. What I hate is the the comic strip, the phantom. Yeah, because that's what I was about to say. The idea of of anyone doing like some people bag Garfield, one of Garfield's great. Garfield's fine. The adventure strip. Is the turd of the on the comic yeah, book page? Yeah. yeah, because nothing. There is no time for anything to actually happen. It, there's three. Stri- there's three panels. Your first one is, is what happened last yes, time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. The first one is like what's what's hap- officially the only action of what's happening today, yeah. and the next one is a bit of a teaser of what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It literally takes the Phantom like three weeks to land the blow, and that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. <Batman> one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no room for any action. I used to read the Spider-Man one. It's like nothing ever happened. There's no room for anything to ever happen. Oh. Yeah. yeah but the Sundays, the Sundays give you six panels. Oh, at yeah. least you can then you, you know, really stretch raise it your out. fists during that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. should be continued. Then he's landing a blow and eating an orange, and you're like, <laughs> "Fucking hell, this well, is action packed!" Thank God it's Sunday. Randy, what comics are you into? I was a ma- I was a I was a. I was Randy here. I was a, I was a Mad Magazine. Oh course. yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you. you know, the voice of reason. Yeah. So I was kind of just. I had a subscription. Uh, oh used wow! Still love getting the super specials. I've Did still you? got them all on my shelf at home. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. Like I've talked about this dozens of sh- times on this show. So I was a fanatic. I, I was mm. like, I was Sammy J level, if not more. Uh, with Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've literally at home in, in Maribor, yeah. at my mum and dad's house, I've got a full filing cabinet full of Mad Magazines, which I lost the key of oh. in the bottom of Deep Creek in Carisbrook. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's you, just have this you written giant... a movie about this yet? That's, that's, that's... <laughs> so has it been open? See if you've broken into the... No, no, no. Oh, that no. is awesome. It's just a sealed tomb of Mad Magazines. You yeah. tell your parents so that. It's actually just your porn stash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I wonder what condition those magazines are in in that... In that safe you know what I mean are they, they're are they... all plastic bagged mate oh they're plastic bagged yeah, yeah. you got the little collector's things with the bit of cardboard backing no oh, right. no what I, I have that. got is a lot of glad wrap wrapped around Mad Magazine oh really that is yeah. awesome <laughs> sandwich bags you should try and get it it only takes one moth and that whole collection yeah but I it was the same so you did you get you did you have a su- subscription or did you go to no, the news agency you know, no I went to the news agency do you get them specifically ordered because my local milk bar just wasn't into it I had oh. to get them brought to the milk bar and then I ended up just getting a subscription they used to come to my house it was the most exciting thing ever. I, I never had Alfred that. Alfred himself delivering he used to it to come your front and door. But exactly. Especially when you're a kid, getting any sort of mail with your name on it is amazing. So good. 
Yeah, I, 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 I got like Coronella. Does, do you remember Coronella? Yes, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that a country Victorian thing? Or is that no, a, no, no it, was in the, it was in the Herald Sun or, or yeah, the Sun. Right. Back the oh, yeah, that's right. It was Herald the kids' Sun, page right? on a Saturday. Coronella. Yeah. Oh and I got God. into it a bit too late. Like it was a thing where you could get sense, <laughs> things sent to you. So I was yeah. like, that's exciting. But it was a lot of colouring in. And I probably got – I probably started doing it when I was like 10 years old or 9 years old, something where it was like, that's not cool to colour in anymore. But that's when I got into it. So I'd get free stuff. I remember getting free stuff sent to me and then going to school and going, check this out. I got this free. And they're like, how'd you get that? I'm like, coloured something in. Like, you fucking idiot. I used to get annoyed by the kids' pages because I've always been uh, into drawing and illustration and stuff and sort of fancied myself a bit and I'd send stuff into the kids' pages and it would never get in. And then the stuff that would get in would just be like a – just a squiggle, just a shit kids drawing. Yeah. Go, why aren't I? They, I want the glory of being in the kids' pages. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. They thought you were some autistic elderly person, sort of I think parading. What, yeah, I reckon that's what they thought. That's what I used to. Kid. That's what mum and dad would tell me to make me feel better. It's like yeah. they probably just think an adult did it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Yeah. What about this? So we'll, we'll get off comic books for one second. I'm sure we'll be back in yeah, any second. But you guys, um, so you guys meeting together? Do you, am I right in saying that the first thing you ever worked on was you did? A show at the Butterfly Club together? Oh, well, that's the first project that Randy and I did together, but we actually we met at a comedy night on Smith Street in Melbourne. Via. Oh, the wrong night. But the wrong night. Oh. Do you remember that? Kate McLennan. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, Josh, Josh Cameron and, and Mandy, Mandy Mannion. So they ran a night and Randy was emceeing and I was just one of the you know guest comics. And, and so we've still got the footage, which is Randy introducing me oh. for the first time. We've yeah. never met each other. Never. Ten years ago this month. Oh, really? Yeah. And do you, do you shake hands as you cross each other on the stage and sparks literally just start flying <laughs> yeah. off yeah. the hands? And it's that's like it just everything just happened in slow motion. Yeah, that's what everyone knew. Everyone in the room. I, I, it's actually it was sort of we ignore each other at the start, but at the end, after I've done my Forrest Gump feather routine and the backwards song, oh, Randy yes. pops up and says, oh, that was fucking awesome. That was your, that was your first and only compliment. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's since the then I've just been years. get back to work, fuckwit. <laughs> Sammy, Sorry, Sammy, you have more footage of pivotal show business <laughs> points of your careers than anyone else I know. Unbelievable. Like you have footage of your first gig on Red Faces. I mean, obviously because it's on Red Faces. Yeah, you, you have this I mean, thing I mean, of you keep that Randy. footage. I got the one with Randy. I've got because well, my whole. You know, when I wasn't reading Phantom Comics, just like Randy, I was making films with my friends. You know, mm, like I've mm, got mm. nine hours of VHS stuff leading yeah. up to. Oh, your video eulogy is going to be fucking <laughs> yeah, sick one day. I've already cut it; it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I know it's all downhill from here, so I've already got the high point. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then and then you know I, that that specific. You know what? The early gigs from you know two thousand three, two thousand four. It was mm. pre YouTube. And so a lot of sharks out there would come and film gigs yeah. and then sell you, still sell you that it was a DVD still, yep. but it was like, hey, 50 bucks will film your comedy gig. That was oh. how, that's how I got the wrong night one. Mm. I know exactly. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, was a, there, was a, there was a practice done back in the day where, uh, you, yeah, you'd get a gig at, a, at what you thought was a good gig, but then they would film you and then try and sell you a really badly made yeah. VHS or DVD. And, and not yeah. to mention the 27 hours of my life that Champagne Comedy own. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that that's exactly what we were oh, talking no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to sort of tiptoe around it, but nah. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no. Champagne comedy was different because you got on TV at least. Like that, that was something to write home about. But, yeah. but this was this was a private gig that people would just sort of sort of film. But champagne oh. comedy would they would still do that? They would charge you to go and get the tape. So just to be clear, Champagne comedy was a TV show on Channel Thirty One on Community yeah. TV in Melbourne. Community TV gig in in Melbourne on Monday nights, the stand up gig where yep. the, yeah it was it and you when you got the spot on TV. 
It was very, uh, very, uh, what? Very exciting. It was. Very illustrious. Yeah, it was a highly oh, yeah. sought after when spot. I, yeah, when I got the call, I was very excited. And yeah. I remember the first time I ever did it, I was about six months into stand-up. And I remember ringing people and going, I'm only six months into stand-up comedy. And I got rung to be on TV the other day. And people were like, wow, that's awesome. Was, I'm like, man, that's sad in retrospect. But for whatever <laughs> reason, it was a show that people who didn't do stand-up knew about. Yeah, like people who yeah. didn't do stand-up it, knew it, about champagne When I was comedy. in year twelve, this is like just before I want, like got into actually trying to start comedy. I would stay up Saturday nights and watch it, and it was like another. It was like a portal in another world. Like, oh my gosh, people are here at a live event telling jokes. Yeah. and I got to know a few comics and stuff on the yes. scene from watching it. It was a mm. real thing. Yeah, mm. it's what got me into stand-up comedy. Yeah, literally because a lot of people are inspired by you know watching the greats, watching <laughs> whoever. I would, I would literally go around to my friend's house. On a Monday night, and get drunk and watch it and laugh at how bad everyone was <laughs> until my friend dead. My friend went, "We've got to go to a live night of this. We've got to go to a live night." And we went to this live night, and and we were just getting drunk. And we went there three weeks in a row until I thought it was a good idea to start heckling. Where and I was which heckling? Gig? Do you remember what gig it was? It. What do you mean? Which like? Where, this what is location? Oh, you actually went to the, the champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Armadale. That is awesome. At the Armadale We started heckling. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because there was some proper mental people on, so I was like, oh no, I was just crying, laughing, and just yelling out punchlines and and whatever. We to should. People. We have a lot of comedy fans listen, and a lot of people who listen to this look up to you. Let's just reiterate: <laughs> don't do this, kids. Don't no, no. go to. Don't think that you're better than everyone else and go along to shows no. and yell shit out. But that was Although, to, at least you know Shamay comedy, and I owe a lot to it. You know, but they never. One thing they didn't do was mic the audience, so you wouldn't have been yeah. heard on TV at least. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. The heckles wouldn't get heard, but neither would the laughs that you <laughs> no. got. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. I wasn't heckling during the TV bit of it. I think I was heckling because uh, they only filmed the middle bit of it. They wouldn't film the, be- the the start or the end. So I think I was heckling towards the end of the night when I was the most drunk. And that's yeah. when my friend was like, all right, you're going to be like this. You have to do this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do stand-up. And then that was And it. now here you are. Yeah. Wow. I just love the two... The two Sammy watching it going, wow, this is – people go and see these live shows. And live comedy looks amazing. And imagine little old me one day getting to be – meanwhile, Carl Chandler on the other side of town. Look at these stupid cunts. Yeah, I'll show them. I'm going to go down there and ruin their lives. And it all came beautifully together when I did my first gig and Chandler heckled the fuck out of me. <laughs> Horrible night. No, well, this is – well, here's a little bit of karma. This is what happened. So when I finally got the call up for Champagne Comedy, I went – because they filmed two people a night, I think. And so I – when I got the call, I'm like, awesome, I'm the second person on. And, you know, that early on, like it's a five, ten-minute spot, I'm six months in. That's all I've got. That's yeah. all I've got. Mm-hmm. That's all the material I've got. So I get up there, I've got this tightly honed, everything I've got chucked into this seven minutes. I, and I'm, I'm as I'm waiting to go on... The set list, wheelbarrows, <laughs> moths... Balloons, curtains. <laughs> so... I go. I'm about to go on, and the previous act does exactly one of my jokes. Oh, but I mean, clearly, it's not stolen. Clearly, it's just a stupid joke that anyone could have thought of. But it goes for like a minute, and I'm like, "Is that the what? one where you're wanking and your mum walks into the room?" No, it's not. <laughs> I officially let's get that on the record. That is not one of my jokes. So, <laughs> so I go on there knowing that I've got nothing else but that. So I just go on and repeat the same joke oh. on TV, oh. and then people just you could just see the whole crowd go. What what's happened? <laughs> what just happened? Like we're confused. Is this how comedy works? People just go and say the same thing every five minutes. Oh man, and and just the whole. So I've got that on. I've got that on tape. Just the whole crowd <laughs> wow. just going silent as they go. You just stole that off that guy from five minutes ago. You could Ugh. possibly drop that that joke and be. Ten seconds down in your act. Yeah. No. No. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't have anything else. 
Do you know the um, the other joke that everyone made on Champagne Comedy was about the fish? Because after Champagne Comedy, they'd cut to the fish yeah. on Channel fish 31. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of your listeners will know exactly what yes, I'm talking about. Exactly. A lot won't. But um, they would just go to Fish Cam, which is like Don't every comic had, had, had some comments. Fish Cam came back. Fish Cam came went back. off the air and then there was a big campaign Lessons to bring it back. Lewis from Lessons with Lewis yeah. was like yeah. hosting it. Like yeah. They brought it back with a host. Yeah. 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 That, see, the way then it had gone you know, meta, I guess. But back in the day, it was just literally... People on TV just joking about the fish about to arrive on their screens. Yeah, 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 yeah. People, how long was fish cam on for? Like hours? Did it just? It always seemed I like whenever like, I turned it on, it was just on. Was overnight? it a test pattern? Was I thought it was yeah. overnight. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Melbourne sounds fascinating to anyone who's not. <laughs> but, but no, but it is. <laughs> to be clear, we are talking about a video of a live fish tank. Yeah, but also yeah. if you're going to do, it's like the low rent version of rage. Like you, if you get home drunk or stoned or whatever, and there's fish on TV, you're going to watch that. You're going to watch the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I thought maybe the first gig, because what I remember you guys doing together was, was it the, the oh, I keep thinking of the wheelbarrow of freedom, but that's not it at all. It's oh, the, the wagon of the friendship. The wagon of friendship. Wagon of friendship. No, that was a couple of years in. <laughs> that was, that was a, that was a, I, I the was doing wheelbarrow a, um, of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Very close. What's happening in that show? <laughs> that was my ill-fated attempt to do a variety show at the Spiegel tent. And so, and, and. I, I, and I asked Randy because I was sort of out, out of gear and said, "Can Randy jump on board?" And we did a few. Well, did we you know, we things, only did we only did that song, didn't we? Yeah, we just did our song "Ricketts Lane," um, which but was I, our first song we written. I thought yeah. this was at the Butterfly Club. No, well, well I, I did. I think I did a few at Butterfly Club, but the one that Randy before that was Randy. I started a show called After School Snack. Which was like our first weekly, and then we did another right. one. No, no, Sammy, J, uh, Sammy Sam- J's week and Randy was the first one. Sammy That's J's one week and Randy, and week was spelt W E A K. Ah, oh, nice. it was like there's too much going on in that title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very yeah, busy. Yeah. But you know how that came about is because we did at uh, the second gig we did together. Sammy was hosting, and yeah, I no, was at on the Butterfly the bill, Club. But because it was at the Butterfly Club, Kate McLennan called me up and said the Butterfly Club wanted to have a cabaret element. Yeah. Do you have any cabaret stuff? And I was like, no. Nah. And then I found out he was hosting, so I got his number. We hadn't even hung out yeah. at that stage. I got his number off McLennan and called him and said, can you just accompany me on piano and I'll just wing it. And we'll do a bit of banter up top. Yeah, so we started just improvising and Neville and David, who run the club, were in the club at the time. And, and Sammy, you had a season coming up. I had a, sl- a late night season thing. And, and you hadn't written and, it. And I was freaking out. And, and they said, said, hey, you, you should and do it together. the purple one should... Um, that, that's an impression of Neville, and he'd be proud of that. Yeah, that and then we just uh, <laughs> then we just Man of a met million up voices. at your place in Richmond and started writing. Yeah, and I, I got an email from Randy. It's still one of the funniest emails I've ever had. It was like the first thing. Hey, man, um, had some ideas. Uh, we need a backstory. How about we used to host a children's entertainment show on in in rural in Gippsland called. Um, after, after school, school snack. snack And then it all went horribly wrong When, when Randy spiked Sammy J's drink box <laughs> And Sammy got his cock out on screen <laughs> That's, That was our backstory winning But that was my first like Written communication from Randy Wow mm. um, and it's From my old Yahoo account <laughs> oh. And it kind of fizzled out And nothing hey. came of it What a shame <laughs> yeah. okay, Carl, What's going on? <laughs> but Brandy and I have a sitcom <laughs> I like how you said that with shame <laughs> from, from my old Yahoo accounts Still rocking still Yahoo over here Still doing still it Still got it Yeah So Because I remember you you I, I made a, an appearance in the Butterfly Club, yes, you had little spots. Yes, that was at one of our late. Yeah, that's that right. Would have been I knew one the, of the only reason you were asking about this is because you're inserted into the story <laughs> somewhere. I'm like, well, why is he so fascinated? No, because that Butterfly might be the first Club time we met. Yes, probably. I don't yeah. think I'd really met you. Yeah, this was like 11:30 at night, drunk crowd, and we would be writing a whole new show every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we would hour. never fill enough material, so let's get some friends and mates to come and do a five-minute spot. Yeah, which is always a fairly jarring thing because we'd gone from our jumping around. It wasn't like a normal stand-up night, and then we just send someone out into this drunk crowd. Did yeah. it five? Was it just? Five, yeah, it's just five minutes. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, now you say late night. I remember that. I remember sort of almost going to bed and going, "No, I got to go and do this eleven thirty." 
And take us through wait, your memories of the night. Did you, was was this, it a good gig? Wait, yeah. very quickly. Was this in the days where you're still doing gigs in your pyjamas? Because if you're just about to get were, into bed anyway, that would have been... Was I? You were in your pyjamas. Yeah. Oh, I may have been. I remember that 100%. Would have been the, that right. would have been the benefit of those if you're about to get into bed and you forget that you've got a gig on. <laughs> yeah. It's so like there's good. no there's no change over time. I can just get straight in the car. Well, also, when I did my pyjamas routine, I had a bit of jazz music, so it would have fit in quite well with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. the late but night kind of cabaret. I could probably drag out the... I've still got all the cue sheets filed. I would have... You know, oh wow, Carl! CD queue number seven. Yeah, yeah, light yeah. jazz. Yeah, right. Do you throw out anything? <laughs> I'm a hoarder. Yeah. But, but not. But I digi- but it's all digital. Yeah, and it's all incredibly well filed. I can go. What were we doing in 2007? And it'll be like. Ah, oh, you were texting me at 11:07 saying you needed some milk. But why? I have the footage. Why I remember this is because it was late at night, and I was like, oh, this is a bit weird because you know everyone's on board with you guys. I'm like, oh, this is you know I wasn't that far into doing stand up at that stage, so I'm a bit nervous and whatever. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It's late. People are a bit drunk and whatever. What You've been I remember, in the audience heckling the other act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were pretty angry. <laughs> what I actually remember from the gig was going okay, maybe. But the, I remember the highlight of my gig was the best, the best heckle, uh, uh, the best retort to the audience that I still probably have ever had. Ooh. Which was, oh. which was, uh, you had, and this is eleven thirty at night. It was so late. It was nearly midnight, and there was someone in the front row that had brought along their baby that was honestly like two, three <laughs> months old. Oh. And, and I'm like, what? And we, I think me and someone else were up the back going, stressing, going, why is there a fucking baby at this time of night? And I remember I was going, oh God, I hope nothing happens. And I get up there and I'm like, a minute in, I'm like two jokes in or something and the baby starts crying and I'm like, ah, fuck. And then I said, hey, mate, shut up. I don't come down to where you work and knock the tit out of your mouth. <laughs> And then it was like, boom, oh, this guy's great. And then the, and the rest of the jokes was like, oh, they're okay. It's like, haven't you got any more baby gags? Or what I, what I love about that is for those who, who know the old Butterfly Club, like that baby was would have been practically on stage. Like the front, yeah. the front row, the audience's knees were up on stage. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that, that was... What year? I think I know who that was. Oh. Yeah, you, you had a I, few friends with the babies baby. who would come along. I think it, yeah, I think it was my ex-girlfriend's... Nephew. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, I think I know who that was. We've got to track down the kid. That. Wow. Get the kid yeah. for Because that kid would be like, like eight years old now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like nine, yeah. That, that, kid, that kid could be a listener of this show by now. And he's actually, a, he's actually working full-time as a titty sucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to line up a, an event where you sit there and the kid comes out and gives a retort back to you. Yeah, yeah. And he's still breastfeeding from his <laughs> mum as well. That'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> working full-time as a titty sucker. I stand by. You've also – you've definitely cleaned that story up. I reckon the baby copped the C-bomb in there at some no, point. No, I know you. No, no. <laughs> I was on best behaviour back then. Yeah, that was, was actually learning. our final show at the Butterfly Club. They didn't ask us back. Yeah. <laughs> I made the papers, yeah. Local yeah. boob calls baby a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It wasn't that bad. Um, you guys are – so you guys play housemates in the in the new TV show. Mm, mm, yeah. um, mm, mm, have, have mm. you, now, I reckon, Randy, you would have had more housemates in real IRL in real life than, than Sammy. Sammy, would you have ever had proper housemates? with Fox. Yeah, Fox Kane. Oh, well. Melbourne comedian. For twelve months. That's right, you did too. And I lived with a few other friends as well, but the same same apartment, you know. So, so in Richmond, that's in right. Richmond, yeah. But no, uh, back to Randy. I've Randy lived in a multitude of share houses yeah. in this fair little town. I reckon I've lived in every suburb almost. Oh, oh really? Well, that's... not really, but a lot of the northern ones, heaps of them. And mm. on the other side of the river, I've lived in. Uh, wherever I've re- I lived in Richmond a few times, and I've lived in uh, Yarraville and Preston, Northcote, Thornbury. 
Brunswick, all of the Brunswicks, uh, Collingwood, Fitzroy. This is fascinating. Sounds shit, like my train way. song, Clifton Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With heaps of weird, fucked up humans. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. I, met really. a, I, met an old, I met a guy who's like my dad's age a little while ago and he was bragging to me that he's, he's always lived on the same page of the Melways. Like that was oh, a. That's awesome. That, no, nah, that's sad. Yeah. That kind of, no, kind of bummed me a, out. It yeah, bummed right. me out a little bit. Like it was a source of pride for him. It's like, check it. Like, and he knew the page number. It's like, yeah, yeah. what is that just framed in your bedroom? Map, map 59. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An yeah. old man. Live yeah. your life, dude. Yeah. Across the fucking river. I live with a guy who used to come home and have a beer in the shower. And then, I know that. Yeah, and then take a shit it. in the shower. Oh, okay. Oh. And just smush it down the plug hole. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he kicks me out after a week. I mean, you would not. <laughs> not happy. I like it. in the same shower. Like the beer and the shit are happening in the same. Oh, yeah. No, he wouldn't go into the other shower to take a shit. No, he would. Drink a beer while he was showering. Yeah, I was most revolted in that in that sentence. You go took a shit in the shower. I'm like, that's cool. And then you said smush it. As soon as you said the word smush, <laughs> that's <laughs> the revolting. Was that his like? That was his post work routine. But he, so he enjoyed it. Like that was. Oh, his, he would talk he, about. He would look it. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, a beer in the Not shower great. or <laughs> Not bath. And but like, does that come up in like house housemate meetings or anything? That like no shitting in the shower. Like that's. Yeah, I didn't last long in that house. Yeah. Well, right. how did you discover this? That he was doing this. He would talk about it openly because oh. I moved in there. Uh, he'd already he'd already been living there, so I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rain on his shit parade. <laughs> so uh, that's an established routine. I just used to avoid the plug hole. It and, did get uh, a storyline for episode four, though, didn't? It? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The... But you know what? I was it was in Brunswick at the time. You know, in Brunswick in summertime, there's a few streets that have got frangipani trees. Yeah. And that smell always reminds me of living in the shit yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime I smell frangipanis, I'm instantly just picturing someone smooshing with their heel, Ugh. a dirty, great big post work turd. I remember. The- I remember. When I was a little kid, I used to be so petrified of the plug hole, but I would have a lot more reason. <laughs> a lot more reason if I'd lived in that house. Yeah. That's oh. beautiful alliteration. Petrified of the plug hole. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really nice. Yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had a housemate. I don't think I ever talked about this on the show. My last ever housemate, like proper random person that I moved in with. Um, I, I don't think I told these stories. Was uh, uh, I moved in and he was extremely anal with everything and I moved in and I didn't have a lot of stuff in my house so he just moved everything in and then decided it was sort of his house and I, the only thing I had in the lounge room was a fridge and I didn't have it plugged in because it wasn't the main fridge and he every day he would come in and go, um, what are you doing with that fridge? And I'd be like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> I'm doing nothing with it. It's just sitting there. He's like, hmm, when are you going to move it? I'm like, never because it's a fridge. It's just going to sit there. Every day he would say it. When are you going to do with that fridge? What are you going to do with it? I'm like, it's a fridge. It's going to stay there. That's what, what, that's what happens. What do you want me to do with it? And so I went uh, to Perth and did gigs and I came back and the fridge was gone. I went, what happened to the fridge? He was like, oh, someone needed to uh, borrow it. So I lent it to them. I'm like. Well, that's not your fridge to... How do you lend someone else's fridge? And I just found out later, he just chucked it out because he hated it. He just threw away a fridge. The fri- fridge of mine. How do you do that? <laughs> it's a lack of sympathy coming your way from the other <laughs> yeah, three yeah. members of this. No, but I kind of like the idea that you left the fridge there to give him the shits. <laughs> no, And he just bided his time until you left town. And then like, he as, soon as, as soon as the front door closed, yeah. he's like on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It bring was, a trolley. He won he's that gone. round. He won yeah, that battle. But it was like, this, say this house, like every, every single thing in the whole house was his. The only thing I owned in that room was the <laughs> fridge and then he threw it out. I have to say, I... I if I heard the story from his side, I'd be on his side. It's like my fucking yeah. housemate has this fridge that we do not need. He contributes just, nothing to the house. He's contributing yeah. nothing. It's just sitting in the lounge room, not even plugged in, taking up space. What's right. he doing with this fridge? Put it in a story. You haven't mounted a very good case. All right, I'm going to win you around. All right, this is uh, something he would also 
Dude. This fridge had been in my family for generations. <laughs> yeah, it had, had some of my family in it. And yeah. He threw it out. yeah, it has all my mad magazines in <laughs> yeah. it. I'm trying to find the key. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he would also do this. I would leave a bottle, like a bottled water, like a little 600 mil bottled water, I would leave them in the fridge and he would throw them in the bin. He You've would got your own fridge. Put them in that. <laughs> <laughs> who, would, who takes a bottle of water out of the fridge and throws it directly so into a bin? In like a court scenario, that is not admissible evidence regarding the actual main crime of throwing. You're just trying to bring down his character now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm adding to evidence of him being a bad bloke. That's yeah. what I'm trying well, to do now. No. Sammy, you've actually studied law, so this this holds up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, That's the prima facie case of you being an asshole flatmate. <laughs> Hell! Oh, what? Because I put water in the fridge. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, that is weird. It's weird to throw it out. A you full ever, bottle of water. He didn't even tip the water was out. Is there a reason? No. Oh, he had some sort of OCD thing going. Yeah, on he did. Okay. Like he just didn't want anything of mine. But also, in you that just heard a story area. about a guy shitting in a bucket, <laughs> smooshing with his foot, and you go, "He threw my water out. Where am I ever going to find more water?" <laughs> but it is weird behaviour. I just want to say that. Well, yeah, we're talking bad housemates. You guys all just witnessed me get my housemate's name wrong. Before <laughs> oh yes, yeah, this. yeah, that was beautiful. That was, brutal. Full on. that was really brutal. That was a bit of a yeah. You really did take a shit in the shower then. Yeah, yeah. I really put my foot in the plug hole, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you defend that? How do you how do you come back from that? Well, you didn't. I, mean, I did. We all witnessed it. No. <laughs> you just you, you just said, just said, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm sick. Now, what I like, I, we watched uh, the first episode of your show. Did um, you? Yes, I did. I yeah, honestly excellent. did. I loved it. It was awesome. You know what? This is the highest compliment I will pay about your show. Is I watched that it. <laughs> that, no, yeah, <laughs> and that <laughs> is that is a massive compliment because I really don't watch anything. Yeah. Um, but. I thought it was very much like what I thought is the best Australian sitcom of all time, which is uh, the Lane Owen Woodley. Mm. Oh, that's, that is show exceptionally high praise. Yeah, we'll certainly. Take that. We, Randy, and I both grew up with Lane Owen Woodley. You know, in terms of our influences and stuff. Yep. And we and we, and we definitely, while the shows are poles apart, obviously, but we certainly. I think the one thing that they share is that they've just got no point to make about the world whatsoever. Yeah. They're yeah. slow, so flippant, and there is no satire or political commentary in our show. I love it that. Yeah. just bullshit. Yes. Yeah. None of this Borat where he's trying to show you how the world <laughs> reflects the world <laughs> back on itself. We have no opinions. We have no opinions. <laughs> and I like to think of it more like Kingswood Country myself. Oh, oh nice. great. You I know. loved that show growing up <laughs> great. before I understood what racism was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a generation removed, so I'm, I'm a bullpit man myself. I grew up <laughs> oh. on the... I grew Man. up on the sequel, the sequel series ah, right. when he's in the nursing that home. That was awful. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But so your show, um, and what I loved in the opening credits, uh, obviously it's got you, you guys, and then it's got, uh, which I didn't even realise, it's got our friend, big time friend of the show, Dilruk Jayasinghe, Dil. is mm. in it, and with a bit of and Dilruk Jayasinghe as Michael Jayasinghe, yeah. which is which is. It's like one of our, our favourite jokes, a fictional TV executive could not handle the name Dilruk, yeah. so made us change it to Michael but kept the surname. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dil's in the show like for a combined total of about two minutes, but he, we, we thought it was hilarious to give him an opening title. He's got, oh, a, yeah. he's got a great arc too. His oh, character's yeah. got an amazing arc, but also he's got a he's running got a gag. He's got a massive arc. He's got a running – his credit, his credit still yep. is a running gag. Yeah. Throughout the whole show, every right. we need to hear the word changes. running in reference to Dilruk, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an ambling joke, and it, okay. but okay. It, it, it actually it sounds like we're taking the, like making we're making this up. It, it, it's true. If you watch all six in a row, the credit sequence tell their own story, and then in episode six, Dilruk's character has his final moment. Oh, mm. right. But this, this is what I couldn't believe out of the whole thing. 
as I watched it, I didn't even know he was in the show. The credit comes up. I'm like, oh, Dilruk's in this. How did this not come up in conversation with me and Dilruk before this? Because it's not like he's got a heap of stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> How did he not say he was in your TV show and in the credits? How did that not come up in conversation? He was waiting to see whether it was shit or not. You know, he's waiting to actually watch an episode before he t- mentioned it to anybody. That he wow. Was We're the only ones. Randy are the only ones who have publicly put our face to this show so far. There was like 100 people who worked on the cast and crew and producers. Well, there's heaps of cameos. There's heaps of comedians oh, in yeah. it. Dave Quirk's in it. Andy McClellan yes. and Edmonds. Uh, David Quirk, speaking of which, uh, mm. one of my earliest memories of you, Randy, is watching you perform at the Hi-Fi Bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was watching up from the top bar. I was standing there with David Quirk, a man who <laughs> is, uh, um, you know, not known for his... Uh, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a beautiful idiot. And I say that, I, yeah. and I, I constantly refer to <laughs> yeah. David Quirk as an idiot, but not in the terms of someone saying, I don't like him, so he's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot as in the technical dictionary <laughs> term idiot, Just as in... He's a kind boy with a unique view of the world. Yeah, he's a fool. I yeah. love him, yeah. but he's a fool. Yeah. We were standing there watching you and he came he stood next to me and he, he didn't mean this to be a joke. He said, "God, I love purple Rodney." <laughs> <laughs> I go I go, "What?" And he goes, "You know, Purple Rodney, the purple puppet. Like, <laughs> wow, that's a clunky Twitter handle. <laughs> that has been Randy's nickname for like purple since that Rodney. moment. Purple yeah. Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuck too. Yeah, with Quirk, Purple Rodney. Purple still calls Rodney. Him purple Rodney. Wow, that's um, great. But yeah, a yeah. lot of cameos. A lot of cameos in the series. Oh, I think I just listed them all. Is okay. there okay. any other? I just think you said you mentioned idiot, real idiots. I, I got called. Uh, <laughs> I had an email from our our, our um, producer <laughs> yesterday because they 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 googled our show to see how you know the buzz was and the top ten news articles. <laughs> <laughs> I did an interview. We did an interview with like Harold Sun or something, yeah. and I was taking the piss. And I, and I said, oh, I just want to make sure no one watches this show. Please don't watch this show. It's yeah. terrible. And then because it's, it's news limited, syndicated to every single <laughs> news limited, and the top ten headlines you search for Ricketts Lane is Sammy J warns you was not to watch this <laughs> yeah. TV show. And our manager just sent a link to that and just said, I'm going to assume you're an idiot savant. <laughs> Yeah, I did right. see that. And I love that because I, I saw that and went, oh, this, this is a good little spin or whatever. And then I went through the article and went, I actually couldn't find the quote where you said, <laughs> don't watch this show. I'm like, I reckon they've taken liberties with this. Yeah. Or it's just you talking about some complete other show that you didn't like, like some yeah. really bad TV show. Like, yeah, don't watch that. Sammy J says, don't watch our show. Yeah. Yeah. And let's get truncated, you know, like Google, like, you know, condenses names even more. So it'll just end up being don't watch Ricketts Lane. Ricketts Lane, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible show. That, that's going to be our internet footprint. So yeah. it's great. Like we've, we've already had comments this morning on uh, on Twitter about various things, but we have a lot of our friends like you guys come on a show and, you, and you've got success tales to talk about. Uh, a lot of people hit us up going, yeah, it seems like all your mates are getting really famous and successful and you guys are sort of still doing the same <laughs> shitty podcast that you started five years ago. But anyway, good for you, I guess, with your little pretend radio show. But um, um, They're not getting $3 off peppermint tea. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Bing We're bang. back. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, speak for yourself, mate. I'm going bald, all right? So yeah. okay, we've got stuff going on. You know, stuff's happening. <laughs> Is that a credit? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> There's progress. So that's straight to IV. There's so. forward momentum. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, this backward momentum, yes. I think. <laughs> Receding momentum. <laughs> so, hot off the presses news this morning was Ronnie Chang, a friend of the show, yeah. great friend of the show, uh, is one of the, the correspondents on The Daily Show. Massive. Huge. Amazing. On uh, Trevor Noah's The Daily Show, who is most well-known in this country for backing out of an appearance on this show mm. a couple oh. of years ago. 15 really? minutes before the scheduled appearance. Yeah. yeah. What was the reason given? None. Uh, none. John was on the Could phone. Be does fun. he, um, uh, how does he filing the stories? Does he do it from here? I'd film, I he... don't know. Like, it's literally breaking news. We yeah. 
yeah. heard. Because uh, I, I just read the story. He has pulled I, out I, I read the news dates as a result. He's cancelled oh, some right. Australian dates, so I thought that, mm. made, that it means it needs to be America-based. But I thought, oh. I thought the correspondence did stay, you know, like, like in their respective cancelled more Australian dates. Excellent. He hates his country and <laughs> yeah. the podcasters. He's live still here. doing Sydney and he's still doing a few other dates, but I think he's bailed on Darwin and Perth. Maybe. Yeah, he's still in the big, doing the big cities, but not the. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. America. Uh, I got to do a gig in Darwin. Can't take your kind offer. Yeah. Got to do a gig to to a lot of German tourists and a lot of people who are running from crimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slicing dates all over the penal colony. Yeah. What? (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, (laughs) So Ronnie is now going to be an official correspondent of the new Trevor Noah-led Daily Show. But what I love about Ronnie is uh, he, if you came to our last live show, he, what we did was, you know, Ronnie's a massive weirdo, obviously. We all know that, hopefully. Um, He... Gave me a heap of clothes before he went off to Edinburgh and America. A heap of his clothes that he wears, like T-shirts, and went, I think that your fans would like this. Like he initially said to me, oh, I've got all these shirts. I thought they were his merch. They weren't his merch. They were just old T-shirts. <laughs> I, so he, people are now walking around. Can I say the nerdiest collection of T-shirts I've ever seen? Yeah, yeah. Straight, from, every, straight, straight from the Granny Mays yeah. uh, shop that <laughs> Sammy used to go think to in the city. Think of every like Star Wars pun T-shirt. Every like Sh- There's three Shakespeare there's three T-shirts. three Shakespeare oh ones. Every, every word-based pun you've ever seen a fat guy in Minotaur wearing. And yeah. you have got distributed these shirts? Yes, yeah. we took them all to the live show and everyone took the shirts and then <laughs> and then he wanted he wanted like evidence so then he was like man you gotta give me pictures of, you, you fucking idiot you gotta give me pictures of, of the people wearing my shirts you idiot how hard is it to the, do that the worst impression anyone has ever yeah, done no, of no. anyone else <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to do a Ronnie voice without being racist and you were really straddling <laughs> the line it sounded like Ronnie doing a bit of action in the shower so <laughs> <laughs> halfway down the plug hole so um he so, but no, everyone was too scared to take a picture of them wearing a, an old Ronnie Chang, or maybe they just don't want to wear Ronnie Chang's old. I mean, they're embarrassed t-shirts. to be seen in it. Yeah, exactly. they want to have sex again. They're actually bad t-shirts. So the the stocks, you know, they they're now raised a dollar on on eBay. I reckon the value yes. of those t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, uh, thanks to this announcement. But here's the thing. So uh, after all that, he sent me another message. Like after the success of me giving away of you know this podcast officially turning into the Salvation Army yes. and and giving away his clothes, he sent me a, a message the other day uh, saying on on Facebook saying hey, I got some underwear I want to give away now. Cal- for real, Calvin Klein only used once. Oh, God. A whole stack of them in different colors and shapes. Only used once. Once. Calvin Klein underwear is not cheap. And plus, but what the question it raises for me is, why did you only use it once that, and now you want to get rid of underwear? <laughs> well, like, that's my is, question. Is he is he down to that level of like obsessive kind of uh, just wear it once? Oh yeah, not going to yeah. wash it and yeah. wear it again. Maybe that were the underpants he was wearing when he got the call from Trevor Noah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what all this like success in comedy has been about. <laughs> is just having ends. enough money to fund the OCD yeah. that only allows him to wear a pair of underpants once. He's going full Howard Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I've awesome. been saying this for a long time. <laughs> only a matter of time before it happens. So now. Officially, yeah, it, it's. Uh, you can never see his feet on camera on the Daily Show because they've got fucking tissue, tissue boxes. boxes. 
<laughs> so I don't know how we're going to hook this up, but if he really wants to give away Ronnie Chang underwear, well, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. You That's don't want to be a part of this. Disgusting. He should. No. He should hang back and wait until see how how much traction he gets on the Daily Show, and if he makes, if he's huge, then yeah. Yeah. What if he John Oliver's or Stephen Colbert's? It's yeah. spin-off show. That's a very good way of looking at fame. You, you don't want to give away all your underwear before you find out if you're <laughs> no. really famous. Yep. You're going to wait until you know if you've made it before yeah. you're giving out your underderps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty much my theory. Not when you're just a correspondent. If you're a co-host, if you're a main host, then you can give away your underwear. If you're just a correspondent, hang on to your boxes, guys. Because how deep down – like if you go to an op shop and you buy clothes, how deep down in the in the garment thing can you, you don't get? buy like, what are they selling? from an op shop. Yeah, well, yeah. can you? I don't think they I, allow I, I that. I think socks. Can you buy – because a friend of mine works in um, in an op shop and she said – For overseas listeners, that's a charity yeah, shop. Yeah, charity yeah, yeah. shop. And, and she said sifting through Thrift the – store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, through shop. <laughs> Thrifting, <laughs> sifting through the donation bin. She said the things that people think that you can give away. Yeah. This is the worst example I've heard. Dildo. Someone's fully boxed. Someone's gone, here you go. Just on sell this. I'm done with that now. Isn't that? <laughs> I've had my shot. I've had my fun. Yep. Isn't well, that? It was Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah. just stay yellow, my fellow, written along the yeah. end of it. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie's just using dildos once now and then giving them away. <laughs> that's, that's how famous he's getting. <laughs> but who's the person who thinks just the, the image of someone dropping that into the into the you know, into the d- deposit bin and just being like, I'm doing a good deed. Like no, the, the car no. that they would have given themselves No, mentally. I like the conversation before that happens. You know that conversation where you're going, honey, do we still use this anymore? <laughs> it's too good to throw out. Yeah, it's yeah. too good to throw out. Put it in the pile. Put it in the pile. <laughs> Look, I put it on eBay. It didn't meet the reserve. Yeah. May as well just give it to the salvos. Hang on to yeah. yeah, it's probably been hung on to for three months before that because that three months before it's like, nah, we still use it sometimes though, don't we? All right, we'll yeah. put it on probation. If we haven't used it in yeah. three months, yeah. then it's going. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, it's going. Yeah. yeah. Better, to, better to have it and not need it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Do you? I I don't. I don't feel like I want to be a part of on giving away someone's underpants. Well, it's under, disgusting. I guess, no, no one's forcing you to. I mean, you know, yeah. we can. You don't have to. Well, underwear. Well, I th- they do. I think maybe officially they don't take them at, at thrift shops at, un, at op shops. Well, so. Th- so I don't ma- think you can. I don't think you can go in with a no. stack of undies. Yeah. Even if you say you've only worn them once. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can, but I've never I've never been to a to savers for undies. But well, but, but we're not an op shop. You're saying you could take Ronnie's undies and distribute them yourselves. Yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're now we're now lower than an op shop. So if we <laughs> open think, ourselves up to this, do you maybe... think what's happened is because he's been on a bit of a health kick recently and he's lost a bit of weight. Do you think that's what it is? He just doesn't fit in the underpants. He's, oh. Because in which case I would say if you're going on a big health kick and your plan is to lose weight. Don't be buying clothes in the middle of that. Or yeah. buy them that are the size that you eventually want to be. It's just giving me an image of Ronnie as like a secret agent that's just got massive wooden chest of drawers full of like all new shirts in their wrappers yeah. and all new undies in their wrappers. Like when he's going to a gig, he just goes and opens it up and pulls yeah. each thing out and nicely folded, gets it on, goes he's, the gig, He's the biggest enigma home, in comedy. Like whatever, whatever story you invent about Ronnie in your head, there's a big chance it'll be true. Well, he goes about his life. We've talked about this on the show before. He, when he goes to the toilet for number two, he immediately showers. He doesn't just wipe. Do his... one step better than Randy's yeah. old flatmate. Yeah, no, I'd say yeah, one yeah. step behind. Yeah. Yeah. His Actually. housemate has condensed it. <laughs> yeah, into yeah. Your your old housemate's no middleman involved there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what do we? I don't know if people really want them. What they can hit us up, I yeah, guess. Let us know. Let us know if it's worth us getting this underwear shipped to us from Ronnie because Ronnie's still in the states now. Oh, if he's yeah. going to be, I don't think. I don't think you have you a choice. Pitch, you need you know to when get... you pitch this to me, Sammy, you're like, come around, we'll do the dumb dumb club with these guys. Be awesome. <laughs> They're going to talk about our show. It'll be great promotion. <laughs> 
they won't spend 15 minutes talking about Ronnie's undies. I'm like, shit, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, sadly, we all woke up and saw the headlines that Ronnie's suddenly a big global superstar, so his underpants are now a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're more interested than anything we could discuss. Yeah, about our <laughs> shitty little fledgling series. If he, on yeah, true. If he, maybe if he can just. Wear a pair of them and give it, you know, wear a, have a little glimpse of his underwear poking up from his jeans on the Daily Show. Wait, so what you is can... the waistband that you just acted that out? What is yeah, the waistband you get them Chandler's just pulled out. Where'd some... you get them from? Oh, they're Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> You've been dipping into the honey pot. <laughs> Someone's doing well for themselves. <laughs> dipping into the Ronnie pot. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, no wonder I feel wow. so sensitive at the moment. <laughs> oh, these underwear are too tight. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, guys, we better wrap this up for <laughs> this note. week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Uh, Sammy, Jay and Randy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh. Thanks again. Ricketts Lane oh. is currently all streaming on iview i was about to say netflix because the words streaming and netflix in my head are so linked together yeah iview and chill i think yeah yeah yeah. um yeah you can check it out for the whole month in september uh if you're in australia that is and then uh abc tv for reels in october yeah but before then have a big old binge watch it is so addictive you watch one episode next thing you know you've watched five you just can't stop how long does it take to watch the whole series it's like two hours and 25 minutes you can watch our entire life's work bang there you go and stay tuned just if nothing else for Wilbur Wilde's cameo. Oh, I've said too much. Oh, oh wow. Well, this, very quickly, let me say this. So my cousin is getting married uh, in March next year at Gippsland Way on her parents' uh, farm mm. and she found out that Wilbur Wilde lives in the area. Mm. So she's of, put of, in an, of Hey Hey, of hey, hey it's saxophone player from a Hey Hey It's Saturday. And old 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Frankie she's put J. in an email to see if he'll come and do a bit of sax work at the wedding. He'd be up and for so it. my he'll dream is... Them as their first dance as a married couple is just to a ten minute long sax solo. No band, just, <laughs> just a saxophone. Him. Wouldn't he's that a, be He's a legend. Stuff? Yeah, he's. We wrote a very similar email asking for a ten minute sax solo in episode five. Oh great! I, I won't do any spoilers, but it's it was the greatest moment of our professional careers. Wow! Easy. When we were standing on the streets of Reservoir at at midnight, <laughs> yeah. the, the neighbours had all come out to see. Wilbur we'll on the roof. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> it was like yeah. the Beatles playing Get Back. Yeah, it was, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, because Randy, I wrote that joke thinking, oh, this will never happen. Let's just put it in the script and the producer will tell us to remove it. And yeah, it, yeah. it was funny for the moment and it, it, it happened. It stayed. It in. sounds like the Bleeding Gums Murphy episode of the season. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I, you know what? I saw Red Simons in the street. He lives like a street away from me. I'm always seeing him in the street. I should ask him to come do this. Do yeah. he do it? He'd yeah. do it. He yeah. would. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure, totally. Well, it's just good to have you on the show, Sammy. Uh, I feel a kinship with you. Obviously, you, uh, uh, me and you share something. We both work with Muppets that kind of look a wow. bit like a dick. So. Wow. Oh, Jesus. I thought of that one on the way in today and thought wow. I'd wedge it I'm in somewhere. <laughs> no, I thought that was gold. Hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it count? Hey, uh, uh, Chandler, do you put your hand up his bottom? Hand up his ass. You're back on FM radio with Dicker Wicker and the Mozza. Oh, finally we're warming up. All right. Let's start recording. Let's start rec- Does it count as wedging it in if you just throw it out at the very end like a grenade? And then just run. <laughs> uh, guys, check that out on iView uh, right now and then keep an eye out later in the year for it on the actual television. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give, it, got- give, it, give it all the ratings it deserves. It is excellent. Yeah. Yeah, very great. We've got our live show this Saturday at the European Beer Cafe at 4pm. The launch of our T-shirts that we can guarantee have never been worn by Ronnie James. <laughs> Say, I'm aware of the Little Dum Dum Club. We've also got Perth on October the 18th, Adelaide on November the 17th. Sydney just announced November the 22nd. Uh, they're all going to be super fun shows. You can get tickets and all the details at littledumdumclub.com. Guys, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. What a treat. Woo! See you, mates. <laughs>